Welcome to another edition of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Keola, the wrestling connoisseur. This is all brought to you by Square Circle Journal. If you didn't know already, now you do. I just wanted to touch on a little something I'm noticing. Everybody's losing their mind, going crazy, because NXT finally, finally outdid AEW a little bit in the Wednesday night ratings war. Um... And I mean, just by a little bit. Um, I, well, I don't, I don't know what what can be said. It's only taken them uh, three weeks of having NXT guys on Raw and SmackDown. It's only taken them three weeks of having Raw and SmackDown guys on NXT. It's only taken them three weeks of nonstop advertising the NXT brand on the main rosters to get people to look at NXT. It's only taken a pay-per-view weekend. Survivor Series. That's right, little man. Survivor Series. To get everybody looking in the direction of NXT on Wednesday nights. I don't know about you, but this is not something to celebrate, to be honest. I want to be pretty clear on this. It's not something to celebrate because what that tells me is that you have to move heaven and hell to beat AEW. Shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't be happening that you have to to take your NXT guys and have Seth Rollins put over Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan put over Adam Cole, everybody, AJ Styles putting over Adam Cole. Um, the Good Brothers. You have Shinsuke went down there. You have Cesaro. Oh, I mean, God, where did the list end? Everybody's going down to NXT, or all the NXT guys are coming over to put NXT over. You have Triple H out there cutting promos. Triple H showing up everywhere to say, "Hey, this is NXT. This is the main guy. These guys are the best. This is the thing. This is the. This is it. This is what everybody has to be watching. Oh my God, is this is everybody on WWE? You missed a watch." You got to watch NXT. And that's what they've been doing now for three weeks, three to, three shows a week. Not only on NXT, but on Raw and on SmackDown. And every which way you look, they've been pointing and saying and screaming and shouting and begging everybody to tune in Wednesday nights to NXT. When does it stop? Well, it probably just did. Survivor Series is this weekend. War Games is this weekend. From here, there's really nothing for NXT to build towards pay-per-view-wise. 
The next NXT pay-per-view is NXT UK in January. There's no NXT pay-per-view for Royal Rumble weekend. It's going to be replaced by When Worlds Collide. So, I mean, they can build toward When Worlds Collide. The show, again, NXT versus everybody. But after you have this big NXT versus everybody aspect, is When Worlds Collide even going to make any dent? You know, that's when we used to get, like, Luke Harper versus... Adajakovich or Tyler Breeze return to, to face somebody. Now what are you going to get? You're not going to get Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong versus AJ Styles at when Worlds Collide. You should because now they're going to have to up the game. But the problem therein is that after this weekend's over with, will people continue to tune into NXT. Maybe they will next week. The week after? Mm, I don't know. That's that's the big question. So while a lot of people are celebrating and be like, yeah, after eight weeks we finally beat AEW. They suck. And I hate seeing people like this, but come on. It's taken everything WWE has had to throw in NXT's direction to get them to this point of getting like 100,000 views more. We're not talking about Monday Night Raw views. We're not talking about SmackDown views. We're talking like WWE backstage views. That's how many people more they got to watch. So everybody's been talking up everything with WWE lately. AEW continues to pull Strong, stable numbers. And I guess I say strong because their network is very happy with it. And I think um, it's it's a good, they're pulling good numbers. The question is, can both shows continue to pull these numbers? I, I don't believe NXT is going to be able to continue to pull the numbers they have. I think AEW will be close. I think it'll continue to pull around a million views. It may go up. It may go down. Every week. This is the first week NXT hasn't been bleeding. Like a gutted pig. Hopefully they can continue to keep these views. At least roughly. But it's going to take a lot of storytelling on their part. Because 350 pound missiles isn't going to keep people coming back. And somebody over here is really wanting to talk a lot. What do you think? You heard it here first. That's some views right there. I just wanted to touch on this because it, it is something that seems to be blowing up on Twitter. Everybody's going nuts about it. You know, they're like, um, AEW fanboys now. But, you know, honestly, it's, it's there. there is options out there to watch these days. AEW is an alternative. And if you're looking for an alternative from WWE, then it's a good place to start. If you're not looking for an alternative, you're just looking for good wrestling or more wrestling, then it's still a good place to start. 
and that's okay. But there are issues with the world of wrestling right now that still remain unaddressed. And that that happens to be in AEW and WWE. So, I, I, I don't like to point blame particularly at any particular spot. Um, as I've said uh, before, this era of postmodern wrestling, it is rampant through WWE, very rampant in NXT in my opinion, but it's also popping up in AEW as well. Even though they're claiming uh, diversity, um, there there is an aspect of no psychology, no storytelling in a lot of matches, and I, I don't believe you can claim that as diversity in WWE or AEW or any wrestling in general, to be honest. The golden era of wrestling was best when they did storytelling and psychology. And those matches still stand firm today. So, uh, yeah. I think AEW and NXT, this quote-unquote war, will uh, be determined by psychology and storytelling. So if NXT can, can start to get that involved... Instead of just random ladder matches, um, instead of just plonkas and, and suicidos and whatever else, uh, if they can start doing more storytelling, more psychology in matches, then they will slowly win this ratings war, not just with AEW, but with Raw and SmackDown. That's what it's going to take is actual storytelling. And... A NXT used to be really good at this. Um, so I don't know if it's just a matter of getting the talent to uh, to work with them. You know, getting them back on par, up to snuff as uh, when they had other talent before they got raided by the main roster. Um, or if it's just the direction the company's going in now. But you'd have to think with Triple H, William Regal, Shawn Michaels, um, Albert, A-Train, Bernard, whatever you want to call him. Um, with with all these guys down there, uh, you you have uh, like Scotty Too Hotty. I'm not even sure who all else, but lots of guys <clears throat> training um, at NXT and the uh, Performance Center. And all the guest trainers that come in. I think Scott Hall went down recently. Um, that eventually this is going to rub off and show up on the uh, wrestlers in NXT. Hopefully. And uh, if, if that's the case, hopefully these guys can make a product that is worthwhile and much better than what we're been getting now, and better than what's out there abroad. Um, I would expect NXT able to do this more than AEW, since the Young Bucks are vice presidents, um, and I don't know how much they would actually listen to people like Arn Anderson and Jim Ross and others uh, that are there, like Dean Malenko and Billy Gunn and whatnot, who 
uh, hopefully would be like, hey, no, we need a little more psychology here instead of just this table spot or ladder spot or whatever. Um, I I don't believe this era of postmodern wrestling, as I call it, uh, will survive the long haul. I think at some point it, it's going to detract fans away because um, you can't just be a fan of spots and, you know, spots aren't going to draw. You have to have uh, wrestlers draw. You know, you have to pop for the wrestlers, not for the spots. So, you know, uh, I, I think eventually this will fade um, fade away into history. But <clears throat> postmodern wrestling, as I call it, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to define what postmodern is because it means different things in different aspects to different people. But what I call it and what I mean by it is essentially wrestling for wrestle the sake of wrestling, a move for the sake of it being a wrestling move. Um, that means you just do a Canadian destroyer because it's a Canadian destroyer. Um, just like you would choose a Canadian destroyer for your call in a wrestling game, not because it's a finisher, not because you're working the neck, not because it's a knockout move. It's just you like the move and it's cool. So you're going to do it because it's cool. Whether it makes sense or not that you you, know, you have a uh, the big show doing a, a Canadian destroyer. It's just cool to see. Uh, that's what I call postmodern wrestling. When you're just doing a ladder match because, hey, you know what? Oh, let's do a ladder match. Because it's cool, not because it's a blow-off match. It's the, the gimmick match that ends the feud or whatever. It's just cool. That's postmodern wrestling. Um, so when you have these sorts of things, when you have a Canadian Destroyer off the top rope or throw off a ladder through a table or whatever, or a ladder match to determine something just because, hey, let's raise the stakes, so to speak. No reason. Let's just do it. That There's no point in it. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just we got to do it because it can't just be a regular match because those are boring because we don't know how to tell stories in the ring. We gotta raise this. Oh, we gotta have a ladder match. That'll draw people in. We can't draw people in because of our wrestling ability. We can't draw people in because of the storyline we're telling or the characters we have. We have to have a a huge gimmick to draw them in. That's postmodern. That is wrestling for the sake of it, not because. You're suspending belief, not because it's a storytelling process. It's just, it's almost like a parody. It's like, it's like watching um, Spaceballs. You don't watch Spaceballs because you like outer space movies, necessarily. You watch it because you know it's going to be um, a parody of what you like. If you like Star Wars, do you necessarily like Spaceballs? Not necessarily. But if you have a sense of humor, if you you like it just because you like it, um, then yeah, I mean, it's almost in that sense. I mean, honestly, uh, it's it's almost become a parody. Like, look, we're wrestling 
and I'm going to do this crazy thing, and it's going to get a reaction. You know, when they're in spaceballs, we're like, oh, we're going to hyperdrive. Oh, we're going faster. We're going warp speed. Oh, we're going faster. That we're going plaid. Compare that to, oh look, you know, I'm I'm doing this high flying move. Oh look, I'm doing this high flying move off the top rope to the floor. Oh look, I'm doing this high flying move off the top rope to the floor through a table. Oh look, I'm doing this high flying move off a ladder to the outside through a table. And it just becomes more and more and more um, obscene of just you know, crazy to the point where the moves and the ma- matches just don't make sense in an ordinary world. And that's where a lot of this stuff is coming in. Like, dude, we need ladder matches to determine who was going to go first in the war games. Was, was that necessary? I would love to hear somebody tell me why the ladder matches were necessary for war games. And on top of that, if a ladder match has no DQs, why wouldn't your whole team come out just to obliterate the other guy so that they have the advantage at war games? I would love someone to tell me how that makes sense in an ordinary world. That these certain things happen, but other certain things don't. That's postmodern wrestling. That's where the suspension of belief, it's impossible because things have been blown so far out of proportion. And that's the wrestling world we have today. If we can get around that and back to basic storytelling... Back to psychology in the ring. Get rid of this postmodern aspect of wrestling. I think NXT could has the biggest chance of doing it and could pull ahead all around. But they have to get around postmodern wrestling. And then we will get ratings through the roof. And you won't need Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles to put over NXT wrestlers, you won't need three shows to put over one show to get mediocre ratings to be proud of. You will have NXT pulling in ratings far higher than Raw and SmackDown and AEW for that matter if if they continue on the postmodern path as well. So let me know your thoughts. I already know how everybody feels uh, for the most part about AEW and NXT rating war. All you got to do is go into Twitter And you get everybody's opinion on that. Uh, But let me know your thoughts on what is postmodern wrestling. What's it mean to you? And uh, do you you miss storytelling and psychology? Do you know what storytelling and psychology is in wrestling? I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do know anymore. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode for Ringside Ramblings. This little man here. I'm Seb Killer, the Wrestling Connoisseur, and I will see you next time. Oh, wrestling, wrestling fans! We believe that psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling.
Wesley Fleener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, Just John and the Wrestling Connoisseur, Sam Keelan.